Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Garen. I'm here with Paul. How are you? And this week, fresh off the presses, hot off the presses, we're going to be doing <laughs> the Eurovision. That's right. Your feed was riddled with it all yeah. week. I can already hear them groaning. Mm. Not more of the Eurovision. But yeah, we're doing a Eurovision one. And uh, we wouldn't necessarily be the biggest what? Eurovision fans in no, the world. No, we're not. But we're also, we're also a fucking music podcast. So like, exactly. Well, it's a big deal well, in the music world. So uh, a lot of, lot of bands, a lot of singers got their start on it. Um, more so tried to get their start and failed off it. But yeah. it's a, it's an interesting, it, it's a particularly interesting thing. It's um, crazy. Enough for them to make a fucking film about it. Like, exactly. Not, not an accurate film, but a film nonetheless. Exactly. That filled in the gap because we didn't have a Eurovision last year, did we? Because of COVID. Yeah, that's right. 2020, there was that's no right. Eurovision contest. I, I'm not so. going to lie. They, like, I don't watch it. I watch bits and bobs of it. Yeah. We, we, were, always in, we were always in work when it's on. Certainly exactly. Never worked to watch it. So this was the first year in Jesus since the 90s I got to watch Eurovision. Yeah. I could never watch one, and there's no point in me watching it afterwards when the winners announced. Yeah, you have to watch it live, like if you're going to watch it at all. So because uh, it's a big deal, night. people yeah, have parties I, and all, don't they? I have to say, I was totally in, uh, entertained by it. Yeah, yeah, I was because I mean, pfft, I don't know, like like I said to you earlier, any stupid competition like that that has flags and like it's like a world, it's like a World Cup. So I had to watch it. Like it's it gay WrestleMania, world. gay WrestleMania yeah, is what it is, it is and yeah. I'm into yeah. it. Yeah. It's gay WrestleMania. Yeah, <laughs> I'm mad for it. I'm mad for it. Like I don't, I don't follow it. But like as you said, the concept behind it is something that I am definitely into. I would absolutely not watch it. Like it's just, it's not for me. Um, but I absolutely love following the, the drama and seeing people getting interested. And I, lo- I love people. Uh, I love people moaning about it. But like, uh, like constantly moaning about, oh my feet is wrecked. Oh, we just watching like, Eurovision. It's a lot of shit. I'm like, I mean, you watch uh, fucking the last few seasons of The Walking Dead, and you watch uh, so you t- you t- still think Sons of Anarchy is a good show. <laughs> like at the end of the day, like there's there's a funny thing that happens. I'm sure it happens on your feed as well, where uh, it's just <laughs> I was only talking about it last night actually, where because we'd have loads of mates who are kind of. Uh, you know, rockers or metal, what, yeah, whatever it is. That what they they've been giving out with the Eurovision for so long, but now they have like a missus or whatever or a wife, and they're made watch it at home. Oh yeah. So yeah. what they do is they start posting up on their Facebook, like you know, come on Finland or whatever, because Finland has a guitar in it. Because one guitar, in yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Like that, yeah. So the rockers yeah. always let, get behind. Let, let rock win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so fucking easy. There's always this big fucking movement <laughs> for like the rockers. Like anybody who has a guitar or a drum kit, like, oh, they, that's a real song. That's However, a real song. like in theory, those are rockers who have completely sold out. Mm. So they're not go against everything that they love. Oh yeah, it, it, it's just some. It's because they're being made watch it, and they have to pick a team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that so, was me. look. Look, that was me in the eighties with Liverpool. I made watch it, and I was made pick a team. Yeah. So uh, it stuck with me for life. Then you know what I mean? Exactly. I'm not. I'm not a quintessential football fan by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But uh, you get into things that are competitive, and it's all <laughs> under the umbrella of entertainment. Exactly. It is. Um. So the Eurovision. I, I've been doing a lot of reading about the Eurovision right. all week. Um. As I said, I'm not. I'm not really a Eurovision type of person it was never really my bag i do enjoy the kind of national competitiveness um yeah like as you said to do with football like i would not watch 
uh, like Liverpool versus Manchester United or whatever. But at the same time, I when, would. I especially enjoy the last. Especially one. you especially enjoy it. But like <laughs> the World Cup or something like that, or or the uh, the Euros, I might watch a couple of games because there's yeah. something there's something about kind of national competitiveness that I enjoy, even if it's not my nation. Yeah, you know what I mean? No, I agree. I agree. It's interesting. It's, I think it's more of a more of a, a pure form of uh, of competition on my behalf because it's has easily definable borders. Now, here's the thing about the Eurovision. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. I've got a little bit of history about the Eurovision, and I've, cool, got, some, I've cool. got some facts and all this kind of stuff. And there's going to nice. be a few bits and pieces that are going to be particularly interesting. But yeah. um, the history of the Eurovision is it's kind of it's not weird, but it's it's very interesting. So it was started by this group called the European Broadcasting Union. And uh, basically what that is, it's a... It's Jake, a do you think in the meeting they went, we should have a World Cup, but for like music? Kind of, <laughs> kind of. Was, so essentially it was set up for all these, for, for European countries to uh, share news with each other. And what would happen is that, say, there was a big political revolution in France and some, you know, weird party got into power or something like that. They would, a local uh, TV station would secure interviews and background and all this kind of stuff and film it and then send it into the European Broadcasting Union, Union, who would then share it out to all these other countries who are members of the European Broadcasting Union. So it's one of the oldest kind of data sharing or film sharing networks in the world. But, what they done a year or two into starting, they were like, you know what? There's this um, there's this festival in Italy called the San Remo Festival, and it's been running since 1951, and it's just this cool thing where all these people from different towns in Italy get together and write songs and perform, and they pick a winner and they're crowned like the, the whatever king of Italy or the queen of Italy or whatever. Yeah. And they said, why don't we take this? And like make something better because it wasn't originally called the Eurovision. Um, it had it had about four names. Originally, it was called like the Euro Grand Prix and all this kind of stuff. And oh, that's um, right, yeah, yeah. And it was only when a journalist kind of said, "Let's call it Eurovision," and everyone went, "Grant, done." That's a great name. Yeah, Eurovision is a great name. And um, so they they ran with it there. So I think once they, do you know who had in, a great? Do you know who had yeah? a great Eurovision? Hitler. <laughs> You were saying in 19, what was it? <laughs> 1951, the San Ermo Festival was on. And then by 1952, the European Broadcast Union had decided, right, we're going to do it. And it took them about two years to get it together. It took them about two years to get it together, to plan it and get it all together. And uh, now it's the world's longest running televised music competition. Now, I don't know if there's many other. That's a weird <laughs> little claim. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a very fucking niche flex, Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know what? Like, I get it. They, they are actually like, they, you know, what? ten years ago that would have been a hilarious claim, but now since X Factor and exactly. Britain's Got Talent, it kind of is now a, go- a decent boast. Yeah. I mean, realistically, all those shows are imitations of the Eurovision, you know, to a degree, Absolutely. and every country on and, earth has their own and version. They're, of it. And they're all sort of like. A rip off of karaoke. Actually, this this I think possibly predates karaoke. Oh, it's, almost uh, certainly. Yeah, it does, yeah, yeah, no, almost certainly. But, but like the idea of singing in a competition is yeah, it's it's, it's always going to be popular. It's oh yeah, I mean it's, it's a novel idea, and it, as we said, it, because it has kind of a, a national nationalistic kind of end to it, um, it makes it makes sense for people at home to want and, to vote and, for their countries. And we all know who the kings are of it. 
Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. That absolutely. Helps, that helps to, it helps to know that. One hundred percent. So fifty-two countries have performed in the past. Um, Some of them are wildly geographically fucking uh, stretching the imagination. Exactly. But this this is where the European Broadcasting Union comes in, in that you don't necessarily have to be based in Europe to join the European Broadcasting Union. Um, as long as you join as an affiliate and you're willing to share your news and uh, you know debate footage and political footage and stuff like that, you are then eligible for entry into Eurovision Song Contest. Right. So someone like Australia who jumped in a couple of years ago. Um, I think they jumped on board maybe like three, four years ago. You, you know what? You'd have to let Australia into a few things. They're out there in the middle of nowhere on their own. Exactly. You'd have to. Yeah, they, what else are they going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd, you'd, have no one else. you'd have to let them in to some things. So like, 52 you, countries. Yeah. Um, it's also it's one of the world's longest running TV shows in general, is what it is. That, that's probably a better claim to fame than uh, the longest-running music competition show yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a weird set of rules um, that are kind of ever-evolving for the Eurovision. So it has to be one original song of three minutes or less. Okay. Now, instantly, that rule is out the window because nearly every single song is over three minutes. So the judges must have a certain amount of leeway that they let them off with. No, I think there's a Eurovision version of every song, and then there's a release single. There's version. a release version of it as well. But when you yeah. even watch uh, some of the recorded versions of it, like on YouTube and stuff like that, nearly all of them go over a tiny bit. So there's there's definitely a little there's a little bit of wiggle room for them to to uh, to go. I think to be honest with you, as long as the yeah, song maybe it only counts. Maybe it only counts when they start. Singing I think so. The big intros and, and the big exactly uh, like the grand entrances and all exactly they yeah. have to be filtered out um, so it has to be one original song of three minutes or less the only show there was one show the very 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 first Eurovision song contest the entrance were allowed to have two songs yeah and then they realised rather swiftly that like this is just taking too long so we're well, back there to was only seven, seven countries in the exactly um, but they knew it was going to explode so they were like no nah, yeah. we, we have to get it back down to one um, it's performed by up to six uh, six people on stage Maximum of six people on stage, and they all have to be yeah. sixteen years and over. Okay. And oh, good. You know, you see, you don't get the f- those fucking rapping children and all that. Now they did up till a while ago. Up until about ten years ago, you were allowed to have any age on it. And there was one winner who was thirteen, and uh, they soon after changed the rules because they didn't want to have to deal with like thirteen-year-old kids and twelve-year-old kids and stuff like that. They only like, press conferences and stuff like that afterwards. You never know what yeah. they're going to say. Uh, voted. I I still don't understand the voting. The voting is weird, right? I used to understand that. Now they brought in the public thing. I don't yeah, because it's voted by a point system of 1 to 8 and 10 and 12. Which... That's right, yeah. I can't... I, I don't figure it out. I know the judges have X amount of points and the call-ins have X amount of points. And they combo them or ratio them. I, I, I haven't a clue. Do you, mean, do you mean they go from 1 to 10 and skip 11 and go to 12? They go 1 to 8. Yeah. A one and then there's eight, no, yeah. no 9... And yeah. then there's 10 or 12. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, it's mad like that, yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure it out yesterday. And I was like, how the fuck does this work? I, um, I think but, that they were like getting up there like, oh, fucking, this is taking too long. Just skip the, the after after a certain amount, just skip the uh, non-even numbers. Exactly, exactly. Just keep, <laughs> keep, keep it handy. Uh, traditionally, the country that won it the year previous is supposed to host it, but it almost never happens. Um, well, loads of countries, um, well, most countries apparently claim poverty. 
So if France have claimed poverty, Italy have claimed poverty, they've all just said we can't afford it because it costs billions. We didn't. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a, it's a massive cost and yeah. it doesn't recoup the, the money exactly. at all. Yeah. Ireland, what they did was instead of claiming poverty, they just said we have this turkey who's going to sing the song. <laughs> exactly. Let's just lose. He is, he is a legitimate contestant. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so therefore, you can't say that we're claiming poverty. Exactly. We're not um, that in the bank. You're claiming a you're claiming bankruptcy. No, uh, but I'm marrying a turkey. Okay, exactly. you're fucking whatever. <laughs> um, it's taken a lot of flack. It's taken a lot of flack in in the, in the last kind of twenty or twenty thirty years over like political allegiances, um, which is very weird. Of course, it's going to have them. Are people stupid? Like what what are, what are they expecting of pe- of people? Yeah, so, I, I, that and the things I don't understand either. To be honest with you, um, I, I I I can't fathom it. There's 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 a weird thing. I I found these graphs online, these kind of charts that show historically what countries vote for other countries, right? And it's nearly yeah. always your neighbour. Like Ireland always votes for England, apparently, apparently except for the weekend. Just so we don't, don't we look like we don't look like better countries. Exactly. So we always give them a vote. They always try us a vote. That type of thing, you know. Um, France will vote for fucking Remember a few, Spain. A few, a few times in the in the like the nineties. England would be like, Ireland, eight points from like, oh, you little cunt. Yeah, oh, yeah, slowly, just enough. Oh, slow. Yeah, just enough not to get in trouble, like. Oh. Um, but there's, there's, been, there's been an awful lot of that kind of stuff going on as well. Um, and there's been an awful lot of grief given to the elaborate stage shows where the world, the uh, Eurovision Song Contest is supposed to be about the songs. Who can write the best kind of compressed three-minute song yeah. Um, a lot of the groups now are just because it used to be all orchestras. They, they used to be like a Eurovision orchestra. So the country who were hosting That's it. That's right. Yeah. So they, they, they would have, they'd always perform with the orchestra. Exactly. Yeah. And what would happen would would be that say Italy were hosting it, so they take like the Italian National Symphonic Orchestra, and they would be the orchestra for yeah. the night for Eurovision. And the country who were performing would send over their conductor and their performers, and the conductor wouldn't count towards the six. So it yeah. would mean that um, they would be able to throw, you know, a couple of dancers on stage or backup singers or a couple of actual instruments on stage with the with the performer, whoever's singing the song, and then the orchestra would be banging away behind as well. So they decided a couple of years ago to go, let's not do that. It's another expense. It's kind of redundant because a lot of these groups are using electronic music and we can't replicate. So uh, we're just going to let them use backing tracks, um, as long as they give us a blank backing track and we can uh, they can fill up the stage then with dancers and stuff like that and that's where the big elaborate stage shows came from and there was a bit there was a lot of kickback from kind of Eurovision traditionalists who were like this is not cool like we're meant to be listening to cool songs and now we're getting these crazy big stage shows but at the same yeah, time because it's not a bit it's, it is I, I can understand what they're getting at, the, at the, but at the same time you're moving into a different era exactly. of music videos well and, this is where when the stage shows start becoming a big thing is is when Eurovision start getting its kind of second wind because the LGBTQ community start getting behind it and they were like they loved the, the, the pageantry and the showmanship yeah. and the showwomanship and the show non-binary ship whatever they loved all that and they became this thing this spectacle and you start having like Eurovision parties and people getting together and having fun and um, people People were kind of 
not necessarily looking at it from a competitive point of view, but more from a night of entertainment's point of view, from yeah. the comfort of their living room. So that became a big thing. And again, you, then as with everything else, you've got traditionalists who are kicking up against it, and you've got the new breed of people who are like, no, this is great. Like, this is savage. Like, this this board is swinging out of the ceiling on a fucking sash with a fire breeder, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. And her, her dress looks like a coal. Exactly. Mads, yeah. Exactly, mad big, stuff going on. And the lapels go across the, the stage and, like, they're covering the piano and everything. It's mad. mad exactly. So there's loads of that kind of stuff. So, like, we're, we're in, in 2021, we're, we're definitely on the, the kind of showmanship aspect of, of the... Um, of the Eurovision the, the yeah. songwriting end of things has taken a slight step back because it's more all-encompassing it's, it's a multimedia experience now it's not just about the songs it is about the stage show it is about the performance yeah. it's going to be broadcast around the world and if you've only got three minutes to get your point across you know and, and maybe hopefully win and hopefully you know garner some sort of career after this in the music industry, then you need to make an impact, you know? So yeah. it, 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 the stage show is almost as important as the song for the, for the judges and stuff like that, I think. But for the people at home, it's equally as important as the song. But at the same time, the song is dirt. doesn't matter what you're doing, how much fire you're breathing. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It, it, it really doesn't. And there was a few songs, especially last night, where just like, this is a non-song. I listened to that English song. Oh my God, so bad. It was so well, bad. What? It's not even bad. It's, it's bad in terms of it's nothing. It's like water. Yeah, it was just... You're drinking a, it's like drinking a glass of water and go... Someone going to... <laughs> what, uh, was it nice? Did you have a nice glass of water? And you're like, what? Did yeah, I have it, a nice glass of water? It, it was water, man. Yeah, what, what was that water like? Yeah. It was just water. Wet, like, water. Yeah. yeah, And your mum was a big fucking cocaine dealer, leather jacket and all on him on the stage. He looks like such a coke dealer. Didn't Apparently he? that lad is uh, like one... Brit Awards and all that. I had no Never idea who this lad is. Never heard him. No him. idea. I, I literally, I, I watched maybe half that song, enough for me to know that like it was, it was an abomination. He was like the fucking Deals version of uh, the Rag and Bone Man. Just <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Ah, Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, what what we got today? Right, we have an interesting mix. We have. I picked, and I know the way I went about it. I went and I listened, no word of a lie, in the last week I must have listened to about 300 songs, right? Fucking hell. I swear to God, every single night I sat here Jesus. for an hour or two and I just last, listened to songs. And uh, I've picked five songs that I really liked, okay? Right. Yeah. Um, really, really, that I think that probably if they weren't in the Eurovision, if they were just released as singles, I cool. think would, would do the business. Right. You see, I'm glad you did that because I did a more traditional thing for people yeah. that want to know stories behind exactly, exactly. big, so we, big songs. So we've I got a lot covered. Yeah, we have an awful lot covered um, here. We re- we really truly do. So yeah. uh, we're going to play samples of of all of them, um, just so you know what we're talking about as well. But uh, I've got another bunch of facts about the Eurovision and all that kind of bullshit right. that I get through as well. But one thing I wanted to say is that after listening to that amount of songs over the last week, that there seems to be a very set category of the type of music that can be made for Eurovision. It's very, Uh, very interesting. Gypsy techno. Believe it or not, that is nowhere near as big as the uh, solo female singer with synth background. 
I like that. Like, more than I do Gypsy Techno. Yeah, G- Gypsy Techno is probably the second biggest. <laughs> it is. Is is almost certainly, the, and especially to get extra points when they sing it in their own language as well. Um, do they get extra, actually extra points? No, no. It just oh, seems right, it right, seems right, to do right, better because I think the other nations seem to like the fact, especially if that nation has put a song out in their language as well, then they feel like that this other nation is doing Gypsy Techno or whatever it is that's doing it in their language yeah. isn't giving in to the fucking the media hype of having to do it in English, you know. But mm. the n- number one genre, I, I think if you, I, I looked it up, it's something like overall 70, per- 70% of all entrants to the Eurovision are female. So right, it's, yeah. it's a massive amount of them. Um, and then you've got a smaller percentage, I think, is, is groups. I think one of the smallest entr- uh, entrance groups is uh, solo males. Yeah, They're one of the, the smallest well, ones. And Gone Boy England's performance probably it didn't stay that way. Yeah, yeah. It didn't stay that way. But yeah, the, the, the synth kind of um, that kind of nineties synthy pop, that kind of wishy washy thing, wow, with the board going like I was born an Adelaide, and like does yeah. honest to God, I could put together a playlist tomorrow of about a hundred songs that you could jump between them and not tell they were a different artist funnily, every time. Funnily enough, the. Uh, there's one person that's like the most popular or yeah. winner of the Eurovision and he's a solo male. Oh yeah. We'll yeah. get to him later. Exactly. Maybe. Anyway, we're going to jump into our, our song selections here and we'll, we'll, yes. we'll uh, throw some, some fun facts and some, some little bits and pieces in there as, as we uh, patter along. So Europe first, who did you pick for your first song? I picked the very first winner of the very first, well that's a bit of shifting, the very first winner of the very second <laughs> Eurovision no the very first winner of the very yeah. first Eurovision mm. there's an easier way to say that the first winner of the Eurovision okay easy way to say it is Lysa Sia who's a Swiss singer mm. who won the what is now known as the inaugural one it's, it's the very very first one that yeah. ever happened and as you were saying there was different rules for the first Eurovision there was still teething issues they were finding yeah. their way um, two songs for each country mm. there was a thing called secret voting which I still couldn't quite understand the voting aspect is fucked man it's well, it's it. it was even weirder on this one. There's a, there was a double voting on another country's behalf. You could vote on, on another country's behalf. Mm, mm. I think you ha- in the first one, you had to actually deliver them yourself to vote. That's right. Um, there was optional inclusion of jury members' own represented countries in their voting. That's something That's right. I don't know. And then there was uh, a, the only Grand Prix title. For the winner, so yeah. that was like it was. That's when you were saying it was called the Grand Prix. Yeah, the original yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. Also, it was the first and last time that there was a solo male presenter. After that, it's always been two combat. Yeah. Yeah. So there was voting controversies from literally day one in the Eurovision. <laughs> so this is, uh, I, I don't really get why people get so actually arsy about this. Like it's, it's like saying, it's, it's like, like you said, it's wrestling. So yeah. It's, it's, it comes with a bit of a slyness and writing and cheek aspect to it. Scripted and and it's not always fair, but we're not talking about like a real competition here. Yeah, it I, is I, a real competition, but it's, it's not something that I'd be like writing to me to talk about going, I don't think that uh, Belarus were very fair. When they, <laughs> I but. always liken it to wrestling on ice. It's like ice skating, but wrestling, where it's like, it's fun to watch and all that kind of stuff and 99% of the people watching it do not take it seriously but there's definitely a hardcore group of people who for, like, oh, for yeah. whom figure skating is life and they're watching every judge and every aspect of the game and they feel like they're getting screwed if things yeah, don't go exactly that way. 
the kind of people that go, God, 2020 was such a horrible year as ago with COVID and all. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, but there was no Eurovision. Okay, exactly. right, yeah. <laughs> well, look, um, the, the initial way it was done was it was two jury members from each country would travel to Lugano, which is in Switzerland, where this mm. was, held in Switzerland, won by Switzerland. So that's why some people were like, mm, yeah. shenanigans. Yeah. But um, there was a secret voting system done. And like I said, the, the juries from their own countries could vote. Uh, that, that's that's a bit shady. Cause yeah. If it's not done all the time, if someone doesn't vote for their own country, vote for someone else and someone else does, that seems like a bit of a throwaway thing. Mm. But like you said as well, seven countries with two songs each. And it's weird because... They did it. They did a re, they did a bit of research after this. They went right. This has been in contention for a long time. We'll do research, mm. and it turns out that Switzerland won by a landslide. So that, yeah. like the American presidential election, even if there was a bit of the uh, fucking around, still it wouldn't. It wouldn't have come to, to that yeah. level. Yeah, just a little bit of a safety net, just in case they didn't. Because you know I know there's, there's a thing called the, <laughs> there's a thing called the core group. I think it's five countries. I think it's France, Italy. Germany, England, and Switzerland. Yeah, they're the uh, ones allowed into it all the time. All year. They don't even have to send in an application. It's just assumed no. because they assume lots of the financial burden yes. and they've been there from the get-go. And, um, and people say that that's not fair, but at the same time, though, with the financial burden, oh, it's yeah. the only way this thing is going to keep going. So a lot of people moan about things and forget about money has to come from somewhere. And you see the size yeah. of that stage and the amount of stuff that has to go on like for something that's yeah. kind of kitsch and cheesy. But yeah, come on, it's gay Christmas. You have exactly. to literally go all out. Exactly. Anyway, uh, <laughs> nice to see it was. Um, she only became a singer when uh, she was a, a dancer, a professional dancer. And mm. someone went, right, the singer is out. We need someone to come in and sing a few lines in this in this production or whatever. She's like, I'll do it. And they were like, Oh, you're all right. Hmm. Cuts a few years later, she's at the Eurovision winning it <laughs> uh, for Switzerland. So she becomes the first lady of the Eurovision. And over the course of the years, she performed um, like at Eurovision events, like kind of like sort of notable celebration or notable kind of like 25 years since yeah, 30, yeah. 50 years and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, she did join three years ago, but uh, she, she did try and attempt to write a few songs for it again since then, mm. since she won it in the 50s, but uh, none of them came to fruition. Give it a little play there. Yeah, uh, but play a bit of see this. What, see what the first ever Eurovision song uh, winner was. All right. Pretty much what you'd expect from a 50s. A 50s song. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's the first banger. That's the first true, <laughs> true banger. <laughs> <laughs> the first identified that, banger in history. Yeah, that's... that's <laughs> <laughs> and at, the, at the time, this was a, a radio show. 
The Eurovision okay. was a radio show. That's right, no, yeah. Not a lot of people had televisions <coughs> in the 50s That's right, in yeah. Europe. Like they did, but uh, it obviously was, there was tapes of it. This was also the only surviving footage of the first Eurovision is the Grand Prix performance of this song. So all the other That's right, yeah. There's, there's, were uh, lost in there's, the in the, is it, was, yeah. it the, was it the first one that there's no recordings? There's no way after the, yeah. yeah, I was reading yeah. about like that. Like they, they had them, but they didn't survive for whatever they didn't, reason. Yeah, but, they rotted but or the, something. But uh, they had the they preambles or whatever. Yeah. No, no, they have the they have the winners, the winners uh, winning. That's right. Re- they, re-performance. That's yeah. right. They know the names of the songs of all the entrants, but they don't have recordings yeah. of all of the of the entrances' songs. That's no, right. No, that's right. Yeah, I was recordings of them from when they did that. But yeah, that's so it's the one wasn't the down top. Anyway, that was the first one. It was a little bit of information about the first winner of the Eurovision. That's cool. For anyone that gave a shite. Exactly. Who's the first? Who's your first one? I picked, um, so like I said, I, I spent a week going through hundreds upon hundreds of songs. Um, I'm going to say that 80% of them were fucking gack, right? <laughs> um, only because so many of them were so alike. Like the formula for Eurovision, like I said, the female singer with the I, kind of synthy yeah. swell stuff, and after about ten of them, you, 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 your brain doesn't even hear them anymore. I think um, some people were definitely trying to uh, crack the code. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Like there's an art to this. As I said, if you're if you're uh, if it has to be done in under three minutes, and you have to get to the bangery bits that are kind of catchy, and they have to get you have to have your your slow, um, kind of swell intro into the song and stuff like that. Um, because almost every song has that because especially in the last couple of years where the stage show is so important they need you know uh, the smoke and the fireworks and the lighting you know yeah. and the spotlight on the singer just walking out on the stage and then the big explosion where the strobe starts going it all has to be written in conjunction with what's going to um, happen on stage so there's definitely like I said they're definitely trying to crack the formula so I found this band called Hatari oh controversial yeah so Hatari are from Iceland and they represented Iceland in 2019, okay? Yeah. This song is called, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Hatria Mun Sigra, right? And there's a lot, I don't know, there's a lot of squiggles above letters, so i just done my best kind of Polish impression. <laughs> That's what I do whenever I have to say something that has squiggles on it. I say it in English, but roll the R's a little bit. So Hatria Mun Sigra. And, uh, so 2019. And these are like a techno industrial punk band like an anti-capitalist industrial group right but they Mm. wear like bdsm gear and fucking like leather straps with the harnesses and all this kind of stuff there's there's three of them in the band um they finished 10th place in 2019 right and it's uh, fucking mental they got fined they got fined uh, five thousand euros by, by the Eurovision because uh, when they finished their performance that's they were finishing it they all pulled out Palestinian flags and start waving them in that's right yeah so so that's weird that they would like notice a lot of children being killed in a country uh, show their support for that country and then be classed as breaking rules for political reasons exactly you know, that's weird because it's mad that if two countries are in let's say a conflict and that's what some people would call it a conflict and one yeah. country is getting kicked into the dirt you can call it a political thing that can't be talked about <laughs> it's fucking crazy very interesting yeah. yeah it's crazy but they got they got fined for pulling out palestinian flags um so they it's weird 
Iceland is such a fucking strange place. It's it, it's almost mythical. It doesn't really make sense. Um, when it's you cool see though, fight, it's cool as fuck. Savage. Like the best thing about that Zack Snyder's Justice League fucking edit is when the the Iceland people are are, are singing when Aquaman's coming out of the ocean. I just want the whole film of that when they're doing that 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 kind of traditional um, singing. Because uh, it's fucking amazing. Like the was culture there. Is, I, I haven't seen the original already. Don't, don't, don't bother watching it. Just look for the footage on, on YouTube right. of, this, of yeah. the singers. While Aquaman is coming in and out of the sea and all the, the fisher the fishermen's fucking village people are like kind of uh, almost uh, worshipping him as a god of the ocean. And they're doing this like kind of singing and it's fucking amazing. Uh, so Iceland's mm-hmm. fucked up. These These people in this band, two guys and a girl, one of the guys uh, is the son of Iceland's foreign trade officer. Um, yep. The other guy is the son of uh, Iceland's ambassador to the UK. So wow. they're already deeply entrenched in politics um, to begin with. So their band is like an anti-capitalist anarchist fucking band that dresses in BDSM and f- flashes Palestinian flags while performing at the Eurovision. And, uh, I don't understand the politics of like everyone knows there's a massive conflict going on, but if you flash a flag of another country, that is presumed that you're saying something. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, it means you can't ever show support for a country ever. Yeah, I, I, that, I, that, that's that's in a quote unquote conflict. Yeah, I, I think that because Eurovision is so kind of. It's not overtly political. Like the, the the political end of it is definitely under the under the skin of it because they they're trying to they're trying to show off like this fun you know like I said kitsch cheesy kind of spectacle of of a night of singing and dance yeah. and that's fun it's only, for everybody. It's only a competition for songs, exactly countries to to sing not to fight. Exactly, but you're still pitting countries against each other. And I, I, I assume Hattari knew they were not going to win the Eurovision because it's just... The song. I'm going to play the song for you now in a second. Cool. That's really fucking cool. Yeah, it's like basically... It's one of those, like, uh, kind of goth club, uh, like, cyber dog, electronic goth fucking industrial <laughs> bangers, right? Um, <laughs> with, the, like, the start and synth and stuff like that. It's real cool, but they knew they weren't going to win. So they just took the opportunity to raise a bit of awareness for something they obviously felt was important to them. Uh, here's yeah. a little bit of Hattari with uh, Hatria Mun Sigma. Tatari. Yeah, it's great. It's really <laughs> good. It sounds like that German band uh, Nickelstein. Yeah, um, it's very, very good. I, 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 it's really cool. And I, again, it just continues on down that road, which is 
perfectly fine, you know. But there's no yeah. way they thought they were winning the fucking Eurovision with that. No. They they were just happy to be there. And, it's uh, like Italy when they didn't think they were going to win and start doing coke off the table last night. <laughs> yeah, that they bought off from England. Definitely bought it from your man from England. We are both not winning. Let's do coke. And your man's like, oh, I fucking mate, you want it, but <laughs> it's not coming for fucking free, mate. Exactly. He just opens up his jacket, his big sweaty <laughs> fucking jacket that he just performed in. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's just, a, it's, it's cool to hear as I was saying earlier, like a massive percentage of the Eurovision is is uh, solo female performers with the kind of synthy swell pop kind of background, that kind of late nineties kind of pop music thing. And then you do have these weird outliers. There's there's about five percent of all Eurovision entries that are just fucking wild, like wild, where someone just decides to throw a curveball and try and like get the judges into thinking out of that frame of mind. A lot of the ones I picked tonight are kind of like that, and um. Where they just hit, hit me with these curveballs. I think Finland and Iceland don't really put a huge uh, differentiation between rock and pop music. No. That's what it gets through. Sweden is a bit like that as well. Yeah, definitely. That's what you see them. These bands are always from Finland or Iceland or possibly Sweden where they're like, well, I don't know. It, a banger yeah, we're in is a the banger. charts at home it, it, with Britney sounds Spears. Good, sounds good to me. So exactly. banger is a banger. Exactly. That was one of the purest... terrible, terrible Icelandic uh, accent there. I know it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, but yeah, that that's Hatari. Um, I don't. Wanna, we're not going to spend loads of time on this. Just we're trying to create obviously uh, a podcast of of uh, decent tunes and of of information here. But I just yeah. after listening to like fuck it seventy of these just Eurovision fodder songs and all of a sudden this starts and your man's like, like holy fucking shit and I had to double check. I was like, did someone just put that in there for the crack? I was like, no, it was an, it was an actual entrant in uh, the 2019 Eurovision and came tenth, um, which is not the not the end of the world considering that there's there could be forty or fifty countries now entering into these fucking things. Like, um, right, who is your next one? My next one is Edipios Duedas by Paul de Cavallo. Mm. Hello, de Cavallo. Why am I choosing Portugal's entry from 19? 19- 47. Mm. Hang on, that can't be right. The Eurovision didn't start till 51. Why, did I, why am I getting this wrong? That's all right. Oh, I think the song is from 1951. That's, that's fuck. Jesus, what the fuck? No, I think I got that wrong there. <laughs> anyway, this ballad is neither great nor bad. It's not remotely memorable. It's just a Eurovision uh, song. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not a good. Quality-wise, it's not really yeah. either or. So why am I picking this song? It's a very interesting song. Um... This song is possibly the only song ever used to trigger a revolution in the Eurovision. So the famous Carnation uh, Revolution, which led to the fall of Estado Novo, which was in... It's getting very historical now. Sorry. I'm getting bored. I'm like, oh, come on, get to the fucking good bit. It's like the Cold War podcast over over again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this was the end of Portuguese colonial war, which is good for everyone because uh, they were awful cunts at the mm. colonial, colonial stuff uh, and resulted in a democratic Portugal. The name comes from uh, the fact that there was no, almost no shots fired mm. um, and people used to go out around and put carnations in the soldiers' weapons. And ah. their you know that kind of thing you see in ads now? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like offering them a Pepsi Max. Yeah. Something like that, isn't that? Isn't that what I don't know. one of the one of the Kardashians gave one of them a Pepsi Max yeah, and Adam? Yeah, oh well, that's it. Conflict solved. Yeah, I was uh, singing, singing, imagine on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, 
uh, this song is now legendary okay. because it was used as when it was going to be played. It will have to. Uh, it will signify. It, it was a song that signified mm. the the uh, the revolution in in Portugal, okay. and this guy is now kind of a legend for doing it. Even though I'm not 100 percent sure in the Eurovision, he was like, "This is what this is for," mm. or about. Um, we'll leave that to. I didn't, it's really, really hard to find information on this, but yeah. I just found that absolutely mental that this Eurovision song in Portugal, if you go and talk to anyone from Portugal, oh yeah, that's the Eurovision song that uh, was used. So I, didn't know, I don't know much about uh, uh, like civil wars and stuff mm. like that or any kind of um, uh, revolutions, but they need, they, need, they need to be triggered at a certain time, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to wait till they hear a certain thing that happens. Like, okay, wait till... Fucking, you hear gunshots in the distance, and that's the start of the revolution. Exactly, that's yeah. not that's not the case in this because they weren't firing guns. So uh, it's uh, a Eurovision song. <laughs> Mental. And he's now, yeah, he's now famous. He's still alive, and he uh, he does uh, Portuguese like sort of folk music and stuff like that now. Deadly. But, uh, give it a blast there. Yeah, it's give not, me a. I want like to said, hear this. Neither here nor there. It's not bad. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> O que faço aqui? Quem me abandonou? De quem me esqueci? Perguntei por mim Quis saber de nós Mas o mar Não me traz Tua Tristeza e fim Eu te sinto em flor Eu te sofro em mim Revolutionary Yeah, so I knew there was something wrong with what I said. It was 1947, it's 1974. I'm very tired. I wrote, of course. I was like, we just went, we just gave it a date to the start of that. And I was like, so 1947, uh, Portuguese revolution, that doesn't sound right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, happens to the best of us. Don't it's worry actually about. a fine song, but yeah, it is. It came fourteenth, and uh, that makes sense to me. To be perfect, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, to be perfectly honest, one hundred percent. Who was your next song in the Eurovision? You picked banger, so I'm interested to hear some more. Good yeah, songs. I, uh, before I do my next one, I just want to give you a couple of facts. I'm going to try and split up yeah. a couple of these facts over the next uh, little bit. So, um, Eurovision has been held every year since 1956, except for 2020, obviously. Yeah. Year one was Belgium, France, Germany, Italy, Luxembourg, Netherlands, and Switzerland. Uh, yeah. Germany has entered more times than any other country. Right. And Ireland has the most amount of wins. Yeah, we do. With seven. Seven. Our Dang debut us. was in 1965. Um, keeping on the Irish, uh, Irish kind of tick, uh, the only person to ever win twice was Johnny Logan. That's right. Good old and Johnny. surprisingly enough, Johnny Logan actually won three times because yeah, he right, wrote right. one of the other Irish entrance songs. So Johnny he Logan wrote, has three Eurovision he wins. Wrote, uh, Why me? By uh, that Linda Martin song. Yeah, it's not a bad song either. It's Why it's me? Fine. Myself. Uh, the art. It's a bit. It's a bit like football in this regard as well, where the artist. Um, well, Premiership football, anyway, where the artist doesn't have to be from the host country. 
That's right, yeah. We get, you get a lot of people. Switzerland is a weird one. They have so many people that can sing for them in their thing. They're like, yeah. oh, this singer's German, French-Canadian. Sure, Celine Dion sang for uh, Switzerland. That's right. We, we talked before as the, the singer from the Spin Doctors sang for, I think, Norway or something like that in one of them right, as well. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Of 52 countries that have entered in total, 25 have never won. Right. Right. And Norway has the most amount of null points ever. Four times they've left the Eurovision with zero points, which is a rarity. Bar England the weekend who got none, I think. (laughs) <laughs> Sickener. So my next, uh, my next that's, one. That's Brexit in full effect. Yeah, pretty. And also, one hundred percent. Yeah, and also years of tormenting countries. Exactly. Yeah, years of being a pound of bollocks and Brexit just coming out of the null points there. The and weekend. James Corden as well. Yeah, probably no, no one likes that. Though America has him now. They're more than welcome to him. Yeah. Um. So my next choice was a Jesus. How do I even pronounce this again? Okay. So it's a Turkish group called Morve Otse. Morve Otse, and the right. song is called Delhi. Um, I don't know what Delhi means. Uh, it's a place where you go get your cold meats. Yeah, Delhi means it means something else. Uh, bollocks. I can't. I know it means insane. It means insane. Oh, right. In Turkish, and uh, the band, I believe, the translation is uh, Purple and Beyond. I think it's called, and they represented Turkey in two thousand and eight with this right. song, uh, Delhi, and they finished twelfth. And apparently, the, they are monstrously big in Turkey like they've really? sold tr- 300,000 albums in Turkey alone um, formed in 1995 they're, this weird kind of how would you put it they're like a cross between post rock and college rock and right. they're very very good like the bloke has a great voice great tone on the guitars um, the way they work the song is really interesting there's, there's some almost kind of Sparta-esque kind of weird guitar riffs going on in the background and shit. It's, it's right. really cool. I was real surprised when I heard it. that Because it doesn't, again, it th- this will be closer to ma- that Italian song maybe that won the Eurovision the weekend, Gone. But like, you go back to 2008, we would have been balls deep in, in 90s kind of pop singers yeah. for the Eurovision. And for this to even be an entry is, is weird. But apparently, they were a big enough band in Turkey, uh, one of the first proper kind of alt-rock bands in Turkey. And because of that, they kind of kick-started this little bit of a, of a scene in Turkey with a lot of people getting getting into rock music as well. I'm going to play a bit of it here now. Uh, the song is called Delhi, and it's uh, Morve... Jesus, how do you even pronounce that? Morve Otse, I believe, is the name of the band. Right. Aranıyor sahibi ruhumun tam 
more Vayate with Delhi. Um, just a cool little alt rock song. It's as I, I said. I take it they didn't win with that one though. They went twelfth. 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 Yeah. Um, again, these are kind of outliers that don't make sense in the in the mix of Eurovision. That I just think are well, cool Turkey little bangers. Turkey are definitely outliers. They're very far out now. They won't be back into it. They're uh, boycotting the whole thing since. Uh, are they out? Really? Yeah. They uh, didn't like the new televoting system. Yeah. They didn't like that big four thing with England and other yeah. countries getting in automatically. And the last reason we will get into later. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's uh, it's just a cool little, like I said, little kind of college rock, post-rock type of feel to it song that doesn't... I actually like it. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 I, I've actually listened to that. The, the last song I'm going to play on this playlist, I, I feel like I have to mention it now, is... Is I'm going to play it at every DJ set I ever play the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I've discovered this fucking outrageous killer of a song, right? And bar that one, this uh, Delhi song I've listened to five or six times in the last two or three days because it's just a cool little... It's almost, it almost harkens back to a simpler time where yeah, people like, just had guitars and wrote kind of cool riffs. Turkey don't always strike me as a place that can have great guitar music. But then yeah, well, apparently these... like this yeah. and then I hear She Passed Away. Exactly. Incredible God Yeah, band. super. Yeah, but like mm. guitar tones and all in this are fucking savage. Like... I'm wondering, like, is there, are there proper studios in Turkey that can deal <laughs> with that? Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I know, but like, like in, in terms of like doing kind of having fucking uh, sound engineers who understand how to do like alternative rock and heavy music, you know what I mean? And because uh, we know it's not a big scene. They, no, it's not. But even if they didn't, I'm sure they can get someone in. But at the same time, it's like just make that guitar sound clean, and then the lads go, "Well, I want to add this distortion," and it goes, you go, "Right, well, I just have to make sure it doesn't clip." Exactly. And sounds good. Sounds yeah. good. I'm sure they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's, production wise, it's really fucking nice for uh, yeah. for for a simple kind of rock song. But yeah, again, that that jumped out at me on the playlist, and I was like, "Holy shit! Okay, all right." Because wherever, I could do wherever there wherever there is alternative music, there will be an alternative people who want it. Producer, yeah. Break it down, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like I said, I could I could have just thrown on a cup because loads of the kind of standard Eurovision. Um, uh, female singer synth pop and male singer kind of synth pop kind of stuff some of it is really cool it's just yeah. it, that's the stuff everybody knows you know what I mean so I wanted to pick a few little a few little uh, uh, different ones a few little kind of little murderers but anyway that was uh, more they I can't even say it more they <laughs> Otessi and again that's got a squiggle on it um, so it could be and it's all in it's, uh, it's all in <laughs> lowercase that could, that could change everything and you don't know the rules of that squiggle. I have no idea that could that, that, oh with a wiggle on it could be a fucking B you know what I mean yeah, like or German, some sort yeah. of BL bleu um, could be anything I get caught out with that in Polish all the time I say it and I get <laughs> a fucking clatter um, <laughs> with Delhi which I think means insane but yeah it's a cool, cool little song who is your next yeah. one well, I've picked the song that was interesting to me uh, as the first song of the Eurovision. I picked the one that was interesting to me because it was the trigger for uh, a Portuguese revolution. Uh, the third one is interesting to me because through the years there's been famous people who've entered or people who went on to become famous. Like yeah, Jan, like I said, sang for Switzerland. Katrina in the Waves did it for the UK. Hmm. Bonnie Tyler. Clannad actually attempted in 73 to sing but didn't make it into the national didn't, didn't beat off their songs that's uh, crazy Olivia Newton-John came close in this in 1973 she came very close but she was beaten by 
one of the biggest bands in the world now, and that's ABBA. Had to be mm. mentioned. Talk about the Eurovision, you can't talk about ABBA. I'm absolutely massive fan of ABBA. Yeah. I love them to bits. People are always looking at me going, you look like Rotten Christ as well, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> so what? It's like, all just people with instruments and singing. Like It doesn't matter what type of music it is. It's just cunts in a studio not, with instruments. It's not that hard for me to break it down. Like On some days I eat hummus, and the other days I will eat uh, Ready Wreck. Exactly. Like, really? Those two things? Like, mm. Not at the same time. They so only they look similar. They look similar, exactly. Uh, well, ABBA don't look Actually, like hummus Christ. and Ready Wreck look fairly close. When you think about they do, it, yeah, they're both fantastic. Um, they are <laughs> like ready break. A relatively unknown ABBA entered uh, "Ring Ring," which is a famous ABBA song now, but it wasn't at the time. Yeah. Into a national competition, failed to qualify um, as the 1973 Swedish entry. They figured that the Eurovision was the best chance for them to get known, and they were absolutely right. So the mm. next year, um, they entered the song into what is known as the Melodi Festivalen, which mm. is the national competition for Sweden to get into the Eurovision. Yeah. Um, they entered in a number of songs and one of them was picked was a glam rock style in, influenced by English glam rock song called Waterloo, which now is mm. historical. Um, our outrageous considered to be the greatest, the greatest pop band in the world. And it's yeah. hard to really disagree with that. Well, I think they're much more than your average pop. I think there's mad stuff going on in Abba's yeah. songs. I'm always telling people, and I'm always showing them songs from Abba, and they're like, whoa, that's fucking mad. Oh, yeah, pe- people, oh, people just get locked into that Dancing Queen mode and don't understand yeah, that I, there's I, more I, to I, it. I never, I never listen to Dancing Queen. It's Point not, songs, grand. Yeah, it's not really for me, though. It's over. Uh, it's just the other stuff that 70s Swedish pop yeah. bands can do that I absolutely love. Um, they are obviously the most successful act in Eurovision history because I think yeah. that they're they're bigger than Celine Dion. Celine yeah, Dion's yeah. big, man. Yeah. She's big. Celine Dion plays like Las Vegas every day or whatever like that. Yeah. But if ABBA came back... They'd fill they'd, America. They'd yeah. push. They'd, put, they'd fill the... Uh, yeah. yeah. Celine Dion would look... Which they smaller. are. Apparently, they're releasing new music next year, they said. Yeah, they're at least releasing new music and I think they're going to... They'll probably do some hologram thing. Not really yeah. Do, um, this single became number one in loads of countries it actually went to the top 10 in America which rare that's mad because the Eurovision yeah uh, nothing to do America didn't watch that no. back then no the, the, it only, this thing had only been alive like 16 years yeah when it happened um, it's also one of the biggest selling singles in, in the history of the world at the 50th celebration of the Eurovision in 2005 it was chosen as the best song in the competition's history. Of I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that. I probably do. Personal tastes. Do you yeah. think the best. The best it's song. So outrageous. Warrior was it, fucking outrageous. It's, it's not one of my favorite ABBA songs, but it is fantastic. It's it transcends the quality of the entire competition. And exactly. So ABBA. so ABBA saw that and went, "Look, nice one, uh, Eurovision. See you later, though, because yeah, you know we're fucking ABBA now. Yeah, ABBA is actually the, a lot of people will already know that it's the name." The initials of the members of the yeah. band, but uh, it's also the name of a small canned fish company in Sweden. There you, <laughs> there you go. go. There's a bit of a fact for you. <laughs> I have another fact, another little fact as well. Where actually, are where are we there? Um, England has won the Eurovision twice in Ireland. <laughs> there you go. That's a little fact for you. Did you know when ABBA played, England gave them null points? Sly bastards. Yeah. Uh, when Abba performed Waterloo, England gave I them lo- no, no I points. England. I love you, England, but that that sounds like you. Well, it makes no it makes sense. England are not good at the Eurovision. England have the best band. England have the best musical 
output entity of all time in the Beatles. I think I they think. have the second. Um, I think they have the second most amount of wins in Eurovision, England. Who? No, they don't. Absolutely not. The top. The top three. They're. They're fifth. They're fifth. Joint, they're joint fifth with a. Sorry, they are fourth with five wins. I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I, I they're, were, no, 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 they're, they're not. Uh, who was the yeah, second? Sweden or someone? Norway? Sweden, or, or, Ireland and Sweden. Ireland yeah. and... Uh, who's second? Oh, Sweden have six, don't they? They have six, six wins. Ireland have seven. I think Sweden have six. I think it's Sweden. And I think then it's third, and, third or fourth England might be, but they, they're joined by like a fuckload of people. So it doesn't yeah, really yeah. There's a, there's, there's a bunch of them that have um, joined Joint. up once. Yeah, because there was, there was one year, uh, 1964... Um, yeah, this is this is fucking crazy. Actually, this is mental. There's been sixty-four Eurovisions, right? Well, yeah. the one we got, I think, was the sixty-fifth. But there's been sixty-seven winners, right? Because in nineteen sixty-nine, four countries all got the exact same amount of points, and there was no system right, yeah. for a tiebreaker, so they all and had they, to win. I remember reading about that, and uh, they could only give medals to the lead singers. And normally, right. they get medals for the whole band and the song yep. where they have enough to go around all the time. Yep. Yeah. They didn't have enough to give like the other members of the band or the songwriters. On it. Yeah, there was no rules for the tiebreaker whatsoever. So, yeah, uh, they couldn't really figure it out what to do because it yeah. never happened before. Never, it never happened before. It never happened again because they worked out a tiebreaker um, system for it. Yeah. Um, they worked out a way that it would never happen again, but uh, but that was a big embarrassment for for Eurovision. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah Abbott, let's gi- let's give this a spin, will we? Of course. Honky tonk guitar, or sorry, honky tonk piano gets me every time. It's fucking incredible. That's a that's a Slade song. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Absolute Slade. English points, fucking like Bob <laughs> yeah. boy, kind of post <laughs> post glam fucking uh, pub rock song. It's fucking yeah. amazing. That's um, yeah, good. But that's a uh, that's yeah no. So England are joined third with Netherlands, Luxembourg. Yeah. And um, I think France. Yeah, for, a bunch of them for, that, yeah. that I'll hold. I think, I think once Sweden, you get Sweden are second. It's mad that Sweden aren't first, but it's probably because Ireland are the best. Ireland are the best. I well, at that well, not, I think. At, at, yeah. at, they're not even. They're not even the, the best at Eurovision. They haven't won in twenty six years. Well, exactly. saying that, we are the best at this sort of stuff. Um, yeah, in the time where they were winning, they knew how to work the system. I think and, it's uh, interesting, right? We won three times in a row. Yeah. Missed one and then won one after that. It would have been a five in a row streak. Yeah. However, that one that did win the fourth time was a Norwegian band. But it's not just any Norwegian band. Mm. It was Secret Garden, which is half Irish. Oh, yeah. So technically, 
We won five in a row. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, who's your next one? Uh, my next one is a group called Little Big with a song called Uno. And <laughs> uh, this is fucking mental. Now, we're getting into your into your, your fucking gypsy techno kind of world here a little bit. Right. These are a, a, a Russian trashy rave band. So think like Aqua and this type of malarkey, you know. But with... Uh, that Russian cutthroat fucking edge, right? Where <laughs> I I think they take it really, really seriously. They take this kind of Euro trash kind of techno rave type of thing real serious there. So yeah. while the rest of the world is looking on going like, what the fuck? This sounds like the Teletubbies with instruments, you know, on, on fucking methamphetamine. Um, they, they're mad into it, you know? And... Uh, Again, I was listening to it. I was like, holy fuck, this is mental. Um, from St. Petersburg, represent, uh, founded in 2014. Uh, there, there was, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm almost cheating with this, okay, with right. this song. This was Russia's entry into the Eurovision in 2020. Okay. Okay, and there was no Eurovision in 2020. It was cancelled. Still, it's a, it's a Eurovision okay. song. It is a Eurovision it's song, okay? It was put forward. It's just a show never happened. So I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost uh, cheating, but not really. Um, no, I, so come on, that's fine. That's yeah. Definitely fine. So uh, this band, the whole, the whole concept behind them was like they had, they went from kind of zero to being really big and ended up doing like European tours, American tours, all this kind of shit. Um on the kind of, not necessarily uh, pre-Eurovision circuit, because they've been around since 2014, but for the type of music they make, there's a, there's an audience for it, and they got, they they done pretty well out of it, and again, it's not my world, I don't know anything about this type of music, but I just thought this was kind of cool, and, uh, but they said, they started off with nothing, like zero budget, made all their music at home, uh, got a loan of a couple of camcorders, made a, made like, a video. They're Russian, of course they did. Exactly. Um, on hacked software, on, on Pirate Bay, yeah, Pirate Bay job. You paid for you paid for producer, exactly. And so yeah, done it all themselves. Made a video, put up on the internet, and then all of a sudden they're doing particularly well. Kind of sorry, I should mention that when they do stuff at home, it's better than what I can do, even if I had a studio. Legitimate software, yeah. Paying for the software doesn't make it good. No, let's get that out of the way. So they said they're influenced by Cannibal Corpse. Uh, right. No Effects Red Hot Chili Peppers Rammstein oh. The Prodigy really? And Mozart Of course Alright um, They've got four albums out Frank Sinatra uh, Kurt Cobain Yeah just whatever Just name a load of <laughs> music stuff um, The singer The woman called Olympia Uvelva Who quit um, I think uh, she, she quit recently saying she's, I'm sick of being in a band I've been doing the same thing for years what I really want to do is uh, I want to make lingerie and I want to make chocolate paste nice what? sounds good what chocolate mm. paste and lingerie they're her two uh, great loves in life after being I in this I don't know what chocolate paste is no idea couldn't tell it sounds delicious but like, um, usually chocolate in different forms is still called chocolate yeah I'm, I mean is it like Panda spread or something? Is that what she's making? Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, like that's. Oh, maybe stupid. it's a sec. Maybe it's a sexy one to go. Maybe with it's a sexy thing. And summer sells lingerie. Anna sells like edible. I was going to say edible chocolate. Well, maybe my favorite, my, my favorite kind of chocolate. Yeah, well, maybe this is like a, a chocolate fondant that you paint onto your box. That's demented. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe it's a kit for homemade chocolate lingerie. Comes in a paste and hardens. I, I've no idea what this what this board's making. Uh, I want to play this for you because it's fucking mental, right? Um, it's batshit mad. As I said, this is like a even trashier version of Aqua or something like that. Have a listen to this mad this madness. <laughs> Call you my sweet senorita I'm gonna leave up the night only with ya All you have to do is to be ready for some action now So terribly horrific. Like that's bad. That's yeah, bad. Yeah. Do you know what that sounds like, right? Actually, I'm just gonna make you picture the scene for us, right? <laughs> you are in your gaff, and the guy you know down the road, who's an absolute cokehead, gets a delivery, and yeah. that's the uh, music coming out of the car that delivers. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah, almost certainly. Uh, it's and, just, he's, and he's out there going, keep it fucking down with you. Exactly. Turn the radio down. <laughs> and everyone's like, you want it or not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bloke from England, Eurovision, is driving it. <laughs> like, you what? You what? You say you fucking what? Yeah. Um, yeah, that is, it's 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 horrific, and it's it's um they they don't seem. To, when I was listening to it, I was like, why why is this Russian entrant with doing this kind of uh, gypsy techno? Not doing Russian gypsy techno, but doing Latin gypsy techno. It doesn't make any sense. Why are they using Roman Margarita and Senorita lads? I know you might as well well rhyme trigger with. You know, like whatever. They, yeah, you know. I, I can fly high in the sky. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's. You know those rap songs. You yeah. Know, don't 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 do that. Don't do trigger. Come on, come on, don't. I got my finger on the trigger because you yeah. know I'm a hard motherfucker. No, 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 yeah. don't, don't, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's it's atrocious, but it's fucking it's so jarring. The reason I picked it is like I said, I was listening to all these like fucking. I could be da 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 da, and then all of a sudden this. And I was like, all right, I'm putting that on just to fucking break it up a little bit, um, <laughs> just to break it up a little bit. I just found it interesting that you know, one of the one of the main reasons I picked them is I just wanted to say the words chocolate paste as well, um, and lingerie, and lingerie and chocolate. Paste. Just what a combo! I meant the lingerie and chocolate paste now, and I don't want to be in this uh, in this band traveling around the world. And I think their original singer, I think she might have died, and. Um, the, the one who's making chocolate paste might be the second one and there's like a third one in there now um, so I think that the band are, are keep, keeping it going like they're, they're going to keep it going uh, they shouldn't um, especially when they're saying that they're influenced by Cannibal Corpse and Mozart you know what I mean yeah I mean okay it's just it's <laughs> yeah. just it's just fucking silly and again yeah. to, to me to me it stinks of Russia not wanting to host it next year and uh, yeah maybe 
just pick Plus, I don't have a great record, and I think they've won it maybe three times, two, two or three times. Yeah, and no, I, 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 sorry, I think they've only won it once. Actually, I, I, I would assume that if they if they did have to fucking build a stadium or something like that, it'd be like the one they used in in fucking Brazil, where it'd be taken over by fucking monkeys a year later because they wouldn't have a use for it. Or it'd be dilapidated to just fall apart, you know. Yeah. Um, well, they wouldn't have it where they're from uh, in Saint Petersburg. I don't think beautiful place, but Jesus, you couldn't have yeah. tourist thing on. Massive I'd, l- I'd love to go to Russia. I'd love to go. I'd love to go. Absolutely yeah. love to go to St. Petersburg, where they're from. Yeah. It, the statues and all the... Uh, the like, buildings are bu- savage. Buildings looking. and all. Yeah, Unreal. Cool yeah. looking. Um, I have a couple of friends who went, so they said it was amazing, sent me some pictures. It's cool looking. But um, I, maybe a, a week of traipsing around Lon- uh, London, of uh, Russia, kind of... I'd rather go to Siberia than fucking London. Yeah, exactly. Siberia would be great crack. Um, yeah, more crack so, than London. It's the you're, so, you're standing side of the escalators stabbed fuck off, yeah fuck <laughs> dope yeah, it's the worst it's the worst stupid place. English sap <laughs> right who's your next one <laughs> my next one is uh, my fourth choice is kind of an, uh, the, the reason it interests me is it's one of the rare occasions where the interval performance overshadows the winning song completely okay. and it happened in the Point Theatre in 1994 we're getting closer you know you probably mm. know what we're talking about here but the song was Rock and Roll Kids by Paul Harrington and Charlie McGannigan was this a good song yes I absolutely love this song it's a great song I think it's a really strong, simple song. Yeah. Was it enough to win? Absolutely. I think it won the first song to win by over 200 points ever mm. in the history of thing. Um, was it the biggest thing to happen on the night? No. Mm. So, like I said, this is the second win in a three-streak win. Uh, Ireland pretty much owning the Eurovision. It was good to be the best in the world. That's something for a while. Mm. But the great song and the great win was kind of slightly overshadowed by what would become the second biggest sensation to ever come out of the Eurovision. Riverdance. Mm. I mean, come on, it's fucking massive. Big deal. Big the deal. writer of this song, uh, Brendan Graham, who wrote The Voice, which won uh, two years later, um, he got the inspiration for the song while he was attending a Fats Domino gig in Dublin's cool. National Stadium in 1991. Deadly. He, he entered this song in 1992. It didn't get through. He entered it in this same song, Rock and Roll Kids, in 1993. Mm. It didn't enter. Uh, but it was successful the third time lucky in 1994 and there was a lot of speculation that RT went here put that shite song in so we don't win this again yeah it seems to be a a chess like tactic in Eurovision yeah yeah it's like like we we can afford to hold a show and it's of of, of national importance like it's it's the way that like Russia and North Korea would spend money that really should go on food on propaganda and making things look good sometimes Ireland does yeah sometimes Ireland does that as well and goes, look, yeah, we're still cool. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> this is, this was, the people said it was. Now, it turned out that it, it wasn't true because mm. RT had already signed up with the BBC to host 1994 regardless mm. of whether they won. Not regardless if they won. If they won, they're not going to host it if they don't win. Mm. That would make no sense. If uh, fucking Turkey had won it again, it'd be in Istanbul and, and or, BBC and RT like, well, we got a bit cocky there, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they did win it, and it was the. F- I think I think I'm right with this fact. It was the first winning song ever performed without the orchestra that you were talking about earlier. Ah. They didn't use the orchestra, and that's probably like quite a big blow to the. That RT. would have been a big jarring effect. Yeah, yeah on the judges. Um, but it wasn't the right song for it. They wanted <laughs> the song to be a simple, as simple as possible. So the mm. only thing you hear is uh, McGettigan on guitar and Harrington on piano. Um, I really, really like this song. I'm not joking. It. Like, yeah. it's, 
it's more the changes it's mm. like, i mean it's not like it's not a world beater of a song like yeah but i remember being in school my mates were like see who's going into the Eurovision this year i was like no it was like two old lads i'm like yeah. what two old they weren't even that old but when you're a kid everyone, probably our oh, age oh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly just hitting 40 mm. <clears throat> uh before like, 38 <laughs> and uh, i remember just thinking what the fuck and then everyone the next day was talking about this river dance river dance you see yeah, this yeah. Uh, fucking irish dancing been doing that for years and now an american is doing it and uh the, the interval show yeah it was the big talking point and then i heard the song on the night i remember actually I don't remember Riverdance. I think I went out of the room when for the on. interval. Yeah, yeah, and came back because I remember the song and everyone was talking about. It. But I like this song. Um, it's like almost the name "Rock and Roll Kids" sounds mad corny. Yeah, but the song makes up for it with being honest about. It's just a very simple song. Stick it mm. on there and we give it a little right. bit of a bash Here for people go. that don't remember this winner again. I was 16 and so were you And we lived next door On the avenue Jerry Lee was big and Elvis too Blue jeans and blue suede shoes And we never knew What life held in store we just wanted to rock and roll forevermore We were the rock and roll kids Rock and roll was all we did And listening to those songs on the radio I was yours and you Yeah, I remember that song. Nice song. Yeah, I like it's a good song. Yeah, good. Can't it has a it. Garth Brooksy kind of vibe, so it's good. Yeah, it does, yeah, but it was completely overshadowed by. Two lads is gone. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. Ugh. Ugh. Fucking our banger's getting lost in that fucking shit show up there. Fucking it's a per- perfect flatter. Eurovision song when you think about it as well, you know. That one? Yeah. Well, it's a, well I think it's actually quite an old-fashioned one. Yeah, that's, when, so that's what it was just about. The, stand compi- out, you know? the composition, the performance, the lyrics. Yeah. Just to kind of stand yeah. out. A lot of the songs that have kind of historical uh, references, kind of nostalgic references, tend to do well in uh, in Eurovision. There was The last 20 years, pretty much, um, since Eurovision became like the, the big spectacle aspect of things, a lot of the... Eurovision songs have been about peace, love, and unity, and uh, that uh, almost become or, like or a, overcoming shit. Yeah, it's to the top. Yeah. become like a almost a, a trope, you know. But uh, loads of the songs um, that have kind of nostalgic value do particularly well as well. They have kind of throwbacks to old styles. Tend to, tend That's to fair, do, yeah. do, do um, well. And that was um, like you wouldn't get two lads in their forties getting thrown into the Eurovision now or no. winning it. No, it'd have to be like twenty-one able to do backflips. Yeah, and you know. I don't know, like, have to have not a particularly fantastic voice. 
Yeah. In most cases. Except that lad who ended for England like last night. So good. Like, <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know what? Poor bastard. Will you, will, you, will you find this? Okay. I'll, I'll find it at the end of a play a bit. Find it yeah. at the end of a play. It's yeah. just, I remember like watching it going, what? This is shy. Like yeah. it's really shy. Do you know what's and, funny as well? Is that fucking we're after playing samples from all the stuff, so we, we couldn't put this up on YouTube, but chances are we'd probably get away with it for a few days. The only thing that would get us pinged is that uh Waterloo by Abba. That would have us oh, off YouTube God, yeah, yeah, in yeah. half a second. Like there's yeah. there's a robot waiting for Abba to be uploaded onto YouTube, like like just Abba, the Abba robot in YouTube just HQ. Little, mm, the, uh, robot, no, uh, Abba, no. Robot. Delete. Cease and desist. Yeah, DRM that was anyway, now. Who's your Who's your next one? Uh, I'll give you my last two facts before I give you uh, my second yes, last one. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, let me see, because I was jumping all over the place there. Uh, no act that has ever performed second has has ever won. That's the oh, like it went on second. Yeah, that's the haunted spot. Oh yeah, because first would be like you'd you'd have all that. Yeah, the Eurovision yeah. is back, and here's the first, yeah. and and they they pick a big blemmer at the start, yeah. and it could do quite well. Yep, and so, the second one is more like that's mad though that's kind of yeah, mad that's yeah, that's yeah. That, that's the haunted spot i mean last fact um of of the uh of the morning or evening whenever you're listening to this is that uh ukrainian singer ruslana who won the eurovision in 2004 uh the ukraine were so happy with her that they gave her a seat in parliament as payment for winning the eurovision yeah that's politics so, you know, just you need, you straight off the bat straight off the bat oh. You can't even say Eastern Europe. They did it in America as well. Yeah, uh, the song it's "World Dance" is actually a cool little song. It's a cool little song, to be fair. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a cool little song. I'm not going to play it, but it's a deadly little song. Uh, my next choice is one of my favourite Eurovision songs that I didn't know was a Eurovision song. Right. Okay. Um, I'd been hearing it for ages and ages and ages. Um, it was an entrance entrant in 2017 for Belgium. And I've been hearing it for years. I heard it on the radio. I heard it on TV shows. I heard it on the fucking internet. I was like, that's a really, really cool song. And I didn't know it was a Eurovision song until about four days ago when I discovered it on that playlist. And I was like, yeah, we're having that. And uh, a singer called Blanche with a song called City Lights. Blanche. Yeah, Blanche <laughs> uh, with City Lights, which I'm uh, even if, the name and the song title... If you don't recognise it, the minute I play it, you're going to go, ah, that one. Okay. Really? okay. Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's this cool kind of, uh, uh, what, what, what's, what's, the, what's the style of music called? Cold Wave. Um, oh, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah. You'll, you'll absolutely like it. It's really fucking cool. Um, now, this song was accused of copying um, a Canadian singer song, a song called uh, Eclab by um, Alex Guadralet, I think her name is, or Gualet. Yeah, but is she is she in the Eurovision? No. Now I did. I went to YouTube and I listened to the song that this was accused of lifting, and the chorus is close enough to point fingers. I'll say that, but it's done with a little bit more gusto. It's not as haunting as this Blanche song. The Blanche one is they're equally. I'm not going to lie to you. They're equally very, very, very good. The Blanche one has the edge just because it's so fucking haunting and spooky. Um, but uh, I listened to it. The verse is not is not not super close. The 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 way the vocals go in the in the kind of chorus end of things is is close enough to what this um Alex Guadralet uh, 
done. But Alex Quadrilay kind of went on record saying, "Listen, like that that vocal technique is kind of common. Like I've heard it fucking ten times before. I done it and ten times after. You know. So it's not. It it wasn't horror pointing fingers. It was the public at large saying oh, that's kind of close to this song. Now where they found Alex Quadrilay from Canada, I I don't fucking know. Um. It could could have been a much bigger song than I thought it was. I never heard of it before, um, but it does have a, a kind of a similar melody. This song finished fourth in two thousand and seventeen. Um, okay. I don't know who the, I don't know who the winner was, but it can't have been as good as this. Um, have have a listen to this bad boy. All alone in the zone. Ah yeah. Are you ready to take my hand? All alone in the flame of doubt Are we going to lose it all? I could never leave You in the city light I could never beat The storm in your eyes The storm in your bright eyes All alone in the danger zone Are you ready to take my hand? All alone in the flame of doubt Are we going to lose it all? It's fucking wonderful. That's really nice, yeah. It's really, I, I, really good. I, I, it definitely sounds really familiar from the start of it, anyway. Yeah, it's a, like I said, it's... um. I think they've used it on ads and in TV shows and movies and stuff, you know, because yeah. it's just kind of haunty, you know. Um, it's really, really cool. I'm a big, big fan of it. Um, it's pretty and short. From, where where Belgium. is she from? Belgium. Belgium. Oh, right. Yeah, Belgium. Uh, born in 1999. I remember it. Jesus, that was like a few minutes ago. It, uh, she, uh, or she lost out to uh, Portugal. Portugal. I wonder if the song was any good. I doubt it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it was good, but th- that's a fucking murder of a song. That's it. You yeah, know, it's killer. Really, really um, nice. And again, it's it's got it's got a little bit of a got a little bit of Eurovision action going on, and that it's you can understand. Our voice is so good, real deep and fucking baritone. Yeah, really cool. I think the fact that that's a really good and nice song is the reason it didn't really win. Probably, probably, it probably needs some, to be a bit. It needs more stupidity now. Yeah, exactly. No, what, that's, what, not, that's not me taking a dig at. No, no, it's Eurovision. The competition. Yeah. Fun, cheesy fucking kitsch shit you know definitely um, stupid though <laughs> ah, yeah, exactly uh, so yeah she yeah, finished fourth um, really really cool um, I just I wanted to get that in there just because like I said it's it's a it's a murder of a song and we, we edge closer to the fucking the banger of all bangers in my, in right. my mind um, okay. so who is your next one my next one is uh, I've entitled it when worst is best so it's uh, Conchita worst see what I did there wah, wah, wah. Because she won the Eurovision Song Contest in 2014. Austria's entrant yeah. and a, a drag queen. Mm. Which, I remember, this is just a big deal, I remember, yeah. This was a massive, massive deal. Uh, the character of Thomas Neuwirth is Conchita Wurst and the song is Rise Like a Phoenix. I think it's actually a really, really strong song yeah. to, to go into it. And I think that... Uh, you see, when I, if I mix up he and she here, it's because the interviews are given in different capacities. This yeah. is someone who is a man and a woman at different yeah, times. Yeah, and it's, this it's, is not the fault of them's looking at you as well at the moment. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean looking at me? Yeah, on your screen. Oh yeah, I can see it there. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, Eurovision has always been heavily linked with the LGBT community because yeah. of 
general acceptance of the community in the Eurovision, uh, the list of winners and participants from the community over the years. But mostly, let's be honest, it's because mm. mad gay friendly vibe yeah. of it. Exactly. <laughs> over the top yes. European dance pop. Come on. Fucking Mardi Gras once a some year things, on the telly. Like, some yeah. things are just things. Yeah. And some things just are the way they are because the, people like these things. And, exactly. And, I don't know. I, I never like pigeonholing anyone, but like, no, so many gay people going, I'm not going out that night or if I'm going out that night, I'm going yeah. to be We're having a Eurovision party. party. Yeah. We're That's watching gay WrestleMania with the, with the gang. Like, get it. I get it. Exactly. Absolutely get it. It's a few years earlier in 1998 um, Israel the Dana International won it as the first mm. transgender person and while that should be celebrated uh, Israel's not really in Europe and in fact their entire grasp of geography leaves a lot to be deserved <laughs> uh, but the song caused a lot of controversy at the time but not weirdly not as much as this one yeah so a transgender person caused a lot of controversy but I think a lot of police people were just like if I just don't think about it uh, it's fine. But yeah. there's something that could not be ignored with Conchita Wurst and it's because it's this beautiful drag queen with a full beard. Yeah. Not a full beard, but like a... A, a beard. A, a pronounced beard. And it, it was too much for some people. Yeah. It was just absolutely too much for some people. Um, in Austria, four days after the, their national kind of song, whoever council is, announced mm. its decision... More than 31,000 people had clicked like on this anti-worst page, it was called. Jesus Christ. Uh, so, uh, petitions started to merge in Russia and Belarus. Not entirely shocked. Yeah. Uh, calling for their respective nations broadcasters to cut out their performance. I remember this, yeah. Yeah. Performance on the televised thing. Uh, conservative Russian politicians were urging Eurovision to boycott the competition completely, yeah. strongly. Um, they were saying that her performance is blatant propaganda, blatant propaganda of homosexuality, yeah. as if you can read enough manuals on it and go, I think I'm into this. Exactly. Uh, sp- drop flyers sp- from planes about it. Yeah. And spiritual decay. Yeah. What does that even mean? Craziness. Spiritual, surely, like, I don't understand what spiritual decay. Someone would have to sit down and explain to me what really that means. I'm going to guess holy, that the holy, the Holy Spirit, obviously, is what yeah, they're talking I, about. I'm going to guess that when they when they talk about spiritual decay, it would mean that it would be because um, I, I was reading about this during the week as well, and kind of the, the, the flag went up in my head as well. And the way I worked it out in my head was that it would be about the amount of ideas put out into the world that will be uh, counter to what these people are assuming people should be taught both in work and school and in play so if they've built their national identity up that they've got this healthy fucking uh, christian fucking spirit and they've got this healthy christian spirit because they put up this kind of iron curtain that deflects all bogeys away from their people's eyes and ears that you take something that they've been involved in in for years like the Eurovision and you put something that they would consider to be deviant in there that they cannot block out that it's going to hurt diva ent more like exactly am I right this is going to this is going to cause some fucking uh, some issues amongst their populace who have never experienced anything like this because they've been blocking it out for their entire life well well, here's yeah I I completely agree and but it's just it's just such a stupid statement and it can be taken most ways Conchita Worst has some of the most amazing comebacks and just seems completely completely down to earth the problem is 
I am. Um, I can't. I had a list of all the things that were said mm. about her uh, before, during, around the time, and after it. Yeah. And they were just so fucking hateful. I don't want them to be on our podcast. To be repeated. I, yeah, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. I really don't want that. And it's a shame because the, the replies were all so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. They were all so humble and Deadly. look, they, they weren't, they weren't sassy, snappy, horrible put yeah. down comebacks. They were more just like, you need to work on yourself before you're talking exactly, about me. Exactly. Yeah. So Cold and calculated. Put, put much more eloquently and brilliant yeah, than yeah, that. Yeah. Um, Armenia's entry for the competition, Aram MP3. That tells you everything you need to know. Uh, stated that New words. this is the last one I'll say about this, uh, stated that their lifestyle was not natural and that he should decide whether he was a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, Norwith is who was giving the interview at the time, Thomas Norwith, instead of Conchita, said, I don't want to be a woman, I'm just a working queen and a very lazy boy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love when people are just like, yeah, man, I'm too lazy to be, it's all, all this shit. Yeah. The Eurovision, let's talk about some of the positives. The Eurovision, I love this. The UK is Eurovision commentator, Graham Norton. Yeah. Uh, I love you, Graham Norton. But I know he's playing a trade. Some of our forefathers did it over in England, doing great. But whenever I see Eurovision's commentator, Graham Norton, I'm like, you should be on our side, Graham. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're great at it. You're yeah. fucking great at it. Yeah. And I hate that you're not ours. Because we get Marky <laughs> Whelan. I'm sorry, but he was fuck. Last night, he sounded like he'd never watched a Eurovision in 50 years yeah, I didn't even know he was still around yeah uh, god like he you need Wogan yeah you need Wogan anyway uh, he said like he really felt that there's something uh, something special had just happened and something that mattered actually had happened in Eurovision um, another kind of shitty thing I'm not going to get to the shitty things that were said because like I said I'm cutting them out yeah. a social media campaign in Russia started a, a pretty big one actually with like some big names in Russia I don't know they're not big names here so I'm not yeah. going to give them any platform they started shaving off their beards presumably because they thought that their si- s- sign of being masculine had now been was, hijacked, was yeah. hijacked and was useless oh. like <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> how sad fuck. is that what the fuck? but in fairness I do know a lot of people that have their uh, personalities as beards oh 100 well, not not yeah. not, uh, not as part of their masculinity which like yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's just the, the front towards the enemy part of their personality like, yeah. yeah yeah it is really hey uh See my I've, beard. Got a, I've got a beard yeah uh use uh essential beard oils yeah exactly what, and uh, odin's uh, hammer what? necklace <laughs> i need to <laughs> um look Let's oh, give the this reason a spin. I'm, the, the reason I'm not uh, the reason I'm not going to yeah give it a spin for us give it a spin yeah, I actually like back this song. Then, I really do talk more I think about... it's a, I think it's a great vocal performance and she nailed it I remember the, uh, this being great yeah. yeah. Waking in the rubble, walking over glass. Neighbors say we're trouble. Well, that time has passed Peering from the mirror No, that isn't me A stranger getting nearer Who can this person be?
Great, it has the the Bond feel and all, but doesn't Absolute it? Absolute Bond, yeah. Strings, that, it's great. That, like, <coughs> grown men thinking that, that, that Europe was over because of this, right? That song didn't win because it was uh, a drag queen with a beard. <laughs> that won because, did you just fucking hear that song? Yeah, it's killer. Yeah. Did you just fucking hear it? That's how it won, do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Jesus Christ. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> the bottom line is, apart from all the shitty things that like, I, I just didn't want to say, that, that I was reading yeah. on, this is really starting to get to me and get me down. Um, th- the bottom line is, history is written by the victors. And she oh, yeah. won this. Or in some cases, uh, the interval act, as we yeah. <laughs> talked about earlier, is written by them. Uh, that's an absolute triumph of a song. Russia can piss and moan and cry all they want. And I'm not saying Russia as a country, but as a... Like the, the 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 governments and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and a lot of Belarus and uh, Armenia can all uh, go. Go and listen to, that song, listen to that song again because it's an absolute banger. Who's your last one that you're doing? It's actually I, I see it's on a, a play on a on a the, the artwork just <laughs> yeah. says bangers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so so again, cutting straight, straight to the chase here. Yeah. La- last week I going through all these fucking hundreds of songs <clears throat> on. Uh, this thing, I, I'm, I was, uh, I was reading Wikipedia and interviews and stuff about about uh, Eurovision. While Spotify is playing in the background, all these different playlists I found of uh, of Eurovision kind of hits and misses and all this kind of shit. And I'm, I'm fucking hundreds of songs deep at this time. My eyes are bleeding. My ears have just given up. And uh, <laughs> I hope this isn't the case where you play it and go. It's not it's actually as good as I remember. Oh no, I was listening to it earlier. It's fucking killer. Um, it's it's killer. I'm, I'm not, to you, like, yeah, I was tired of listening to that album. Yeah, <laughs> all, all the time. I, I listen. I listened to this while I was uh, waiting on you to come onto Zoom. Uh, right. That's that's like I said. This is getting added into loads of sets for me from now on. I don't give a shit. Right. And uh, this uh, this could fall flat in his face. People could listen to this and go like, mm, I don't know. I don't, don't get it. But for some reason, it it takes all the boxes. I like good. so. Um, good. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's it's on an album called Dance Bangers Volume Three, and, and it's a Z for the bangers exactly. And it's uh, by an artist called DJ Eugenia. Uh, DJ Eugenia is a woman called Margaret Berger, who was from Norway. And right. the, the song is called "I Feed You My Love." I'm glad that, and I, presumably this was a Norwegian entry. Yes. Well, I'm it, glad that we they're, like since they are like the lowest ranking, possibly the lowest ranking. Uh, country in yeah the eurovision or at least have gotten the lowest scores uh, that that they are uh got to come back with some sort of banger now well they come they they, they coined the cheated because uh margaret berger placed second in norwegian idol in 2004 all right right so she's been doing the rounds for a little while obviously got into eurovision 2014 uh this song came fourth place and she's like a singer, songwriter, and a DJ. So she does DJ stuff under the the name DJ Eugenia, and then she's a singer, songwriter as well, okay, writing her own songs and stuff like that. Right. Now, this song was written not by her. I'm sure she had some sort of input in it, but this came from a, a woman called Caitlin Park, who's a Swedish slash Norwegian producer, right. and it was also co-written by a group called Macho Psycho, who were a Swedish production group. So that, yeah, which which is another, once you hear Swedish production group, like it's all better off. Oh. You know it's a murderer, right? Yeah. And these these people have written songs for Pink, Cher, Justin Timberlake, Backstreet Boys. The list is endless, right? So yeah. uh, I'm just gonna play this for you, right? And I I hope to God people like it because this is it's fucking. I was uh, here. 
outrageous yeah it's great it's a great song fucking super I enjoyed that I enjoyed that little song at the end of our little uh, yeah. episode um, yeah <laughs> that's uh, Mar- interesting I don't, think, I don't think people were expecting us to do a uh, Eurovision episode. we weren't expecting to do it it was kind of a last no. minute thing where we realised fucking Eurovision <laughs> next week we better do something um, uh, <laughs> as uh, I, I made a quick reference to it on, on the Saturday night show that we fucked up and we should have done live commentary yeah, I was, I was sitting there just yap, yapping away and I was like, oh, do you know what would be a good idea? Yeah, um, so we'll do it find, next year. We'd have, to, we'd have to find a feed without uh, a, a commentator already because we'd be talking over them. Um, I think, to, I, I, I doubt you'd find a feed without a commentator, but we'd have to have, um, we'd have to, couldn't it be dropping volume live um, in between songs? Well, songs are on the jack shit you can do. Um, 
we could set up uh, like an auto ducking feature where the music kind of drops down a little bit when we talk. I, I kind oh, of no, figured you, out no, the, no. the technology. The is, you, never, you, never, you never talk over the music. That's yeah, the yeah. Um, but I think I, could, I think I have the technology figured out in my head as to how we could do it. Um, yeah, I think yeah. I can steal the stream from YouTube because it's put out on YouTube for free. So I think I can just steal it from there and rebroadcast it with us ah, yeah. over it. So um, anyway, we'll that, that's... We will do that next year. And we'll, 100% and we'll, is a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> a fucking great idea. And I was sick and when I was doing the show last night, I was like, oh, you fucking bastards. Like, we could have been doing this instead. Like, it would have been fucking way better. Um, but I had no intention of watching it until it was put on and I was like... It's just it's there. Actually, yeah, exactly. Actually, I, I was... This is I quite was, entertaining. I yeah. stand there up there giving us socks. I'm like, this is all right. Yeah, because I, I played <laughs> the... Um, I played the Italian song um, once they won within five minutes of it being announced they won I, I, I found on Spotify I played it's a decent little song um, it's grand your man's definitely doing coke though I meant to say <laughs> earlier as well one of the, the last reason that Turkey wasn't uh, entering anymore was because of that country at war song yeah they, but I, I, I read something about them saying we're not going to uh, be in it if there's going to be a drag queens and I'm like you know what Turkey get fucked uh, not not all not the Turkish people now you know whatever yeah, we say that whoever, whoever your voice it, is whoever said it yeah yeah. whoever your voice is for the Eurovision just get fucking rid of them jeez I obviously don't understand what Eurovision's about now you know what I mean it's fucking stupid yeah. anyway folks that was it that was uh, our Eurovision episode <laughs> um, it was fun it was yeah, fun it was. I enjoyed doing that and we got to hear a couple of bangers and, and we all learned something so we did bit of history bit of history about uh Portuguese revolution exactly Jeez, it's fuck. all in there and we got some we got we got a fucking couple of bangers in particular that yoke at the end it's fucking outrageous I'm going to listen to that again now while I'm editing um, I, not only that I'm going to go and see if there's uh, if they made an album with her because I want oh, to yeah. know if there's more of that um, I need more of that in my life 100% orchestra kind of thing. oh jeez with the fucking synth god damn god damn um so that's something that's missing from a lot of music that you don't hear is like those big dirty fucking synths with orchestras you hear it with like guitar music and stuff like that a lot and but like those like and fucking uh, like string stabs and shit god damn tops off music is what that is um, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us if you like what we do you go to patreon.com forward slash lost art podcast um, it's a five or a month to get access to all of our Saturday night shows loads of exclusive podcasts videos loads of bullshit um, album reviews you name it it's all up there for a five or a month it, that's for nothing and we're running a special until uh, the start of June where you can join our Patreon for three euro three feckin euro um, as a little introductory rate for people who are kind of on the fence about doing it so absolutely jump on there for, for, for the yeah. last week or so of it and uh, if it's worth it then afterwards it's only going to be a five a month so look lads I'm going to put it on the line I don't do <coughs> shit for free exactly yeah it's too old now it's torn, <laughs> too torn, old to do anything for free torn to a certain I, age I, there a while ago and it was like man when I think of my 20s the shit we did for free oh dude if I had a charge like 5% of the going rate for <laughs> Uh, any of the stuff that I'd done in my 20s I'd have like two houses and cars and shit like like I was doing stuff for like the cars and fucking like yeah. you know what I mean remember when we used to, we'd used to uh, hold a big giant night that would make a pub a fuckload of money and then we wouldn't even charge in and we'd just walk off after it and we're like yeah. okay that was a great drunk. Night. Thanks, for just thanks, drunk. For letting us, thanks for letting us use the stage exactly like, they're, they're like yeah man anytime yeah. literally yeah. Yeah, let's do one next week let's do one every week like 
all the time. Like, so, like yeah. So bottom line is, give us a few quid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can go to kofi.com forward slash Lost Art Podcast as well. You just want to tip us, you don't want to join any sort of a uh, subscription service. That's fine. You're probably a member of enough subscription services, but you can just throw us a few bob. But it's the price of a pint. If you saw us in real life, chances are you'd be like, do you want to drink? And we'd be like, fuck yeah, they're broke. Not enough people on the Patreon. You can do that digitally with uh, our link on Kofi, which is there in the podcast link. Yeah, because um, oh, we're the kind of people. If you try and buy us a point in real life, look, oh no, you're right. Don't worry about it. You're but we really right. want it. Like we actually do. Yeah, we're actually really we're just lying. Yeah. yeah, I'm broke. Like I have to walk home. Um, yeah. So yeah, you can do. I don't, into, I don't get into rounds with, with people. Do you know what? when someone goes? No. Do you want to drink? And you go, yeah. And then you you go. They're like, what do you want? And I'm like, I love Smithics. Like, this four fifty. I'm like, I'll get you a drink. What do you want? I'll have a vodka. I'm like, hey, the fuck off. Double JD and Coke. Fucking nine euro or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, get fucked. Um, all of our links are there on lostarpodcast.com. We are back this Saturday with a live show with um, himself and myself. And uh, yes. we'll, we'll have a bit of crack and a few drinks and a bit of scutter talk and play music that we like. I'm going to play that song next Saturday on the radio. Yeah, cool. I it's definitely good. am. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, am we? Yeah. I have an idea for, for a few songs <laughs> for next week. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for joining us. It was Thank fun. You. And we appreciate you. We appreciate you and we love you. And we will talk to you again next week. See you later. See you.